When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Thursday, our special edition of the Huddle Reloaded. But hey, before we get going, we've got a one-on-one interview with both Kennedy Brooks and Isaiah Thomas. So that's coming up here in moments as we count down to Saturday night, Oklahoma and Western Carolina. I guess you can say in the true home opener, we'll be on the air with a 4 o'clock pregame to get you ready for the 6 o'clock kick. So listen, before we get going, I wanted to tell you about a great partner with the Sooner Sports Podcast, GoPuff. A delivery service, grocery, goods, you name it, they've got you covered at GoPuff.com. And one of the great things that I dig about GoPuff is that it was made for college students by college students. So your need, they understand, they get. GoPuff.com, check it out. It's great on game day. Use them every day. Laundry day, you name it, first day of class, late night studying, late night other things. They've got snacks, drinks, cleaning stuff, school supplies, and tons more. And get this, give it a shot. Use the promo code VARSITY at checkout for $10 off your first two orders. That's the promo code VARSITY at checkout for $10 off on your first two orders. Now, order minimum may apply, and the offer is valid only through January 1 of 2022. So try it out today. GoPuff.com. Use the code VARSITY at checkout for $10 off your first order. All right, let's go one-on-one with Sooner standout defensive end Isaiah Thomas. Pumped to be joined by Isaiah Thomas, the pride of the Memorial Chargers. IT, how's it going, man? Going good. How you doing? Well, uh, great. Congratulations on the win, but take me through, like, the postmortem. How do you feel about things now? that you've had a chance to look back on the tape? Uh, I feel pretty good. You know, uh, I just had as a collective on both sides of the ball, we just got to finish better. 
uh, I think, you know, we started off shaky. Then uh, things, you know, ramped up for us. But uh, other than that, I think we, you know, played a solid game, but obviously room to improve. Are you um, someone who maybe overanalyzes things, or do you just take it and roll with it? Uh, I believe uh, now in my career I'm the type to overlie, uh, overanalyze things more so because I want everything to be, you know, the way coaches want it to be, you know, uh, be the, to be the best team that we can be and uh, just put our best foot forward, you know, now that I know the game better, now that I play the game better. So other than that, I also just roll with it as well, you know, control what we can control. What's a relationship like in that room? It's a deep room. A lot of dudes in that offensive line room, and I know that you work on the edge some too, but what's that relationship like between that full room and Coach Kane and Coach Dibbs? Oh, it's definitely a, a unit that's that's stuck together through a lot of hard times that we faced last year, and now going into this year, we don't want to take anything for granted. So we know, like, our, our cohesiveness is very important, our togetherness and keeping, keeping each other up, knowing that we're going to face adversity, but also having each other's back, you know, talking out there. And uh, the team chemistry the D, uh, within the D-line is really good now, as you can see. So you just got to keep that going. The relationship is amazing. Looked like a hockey line shift at times with some of the guys that were running in and off. Did you feel fresher at the end of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely felt fresher, you know, um, definitely, especially towards the end of the game, you know, when we go through those stretches, you know, when Tulane had that drive going and stuff, and, you know, you would look up after three or four plays, you know, you see a guy coming in. So you know that you got to give it to all your, your best – three or four plays and you know you got a guy coming in so you don't think about the reps too much uh, it i know there's still a lot of work to be done but for and there's going to be time to talk about your career and everything but do you kind of stop for a moment and just marvel at being a part of what's you know been a defensive renaissance and from where you started to where you are now do you allow yourself to have those moments where wow look look how far we've come 100 percent, definitely uh, never in the game so to speak but definitely like before a game or after a game after i see what we've done on the field and i just look back at where we were and, and to see where we are now, including myself, to see where I was and where I am now is definitely remarkable. Yeah, I was going to say for you personally, I mean, a guy who caught everyone's eye running track at <laughs> Memorial and then you're out doing this. What, what have you, I mean, going back and forth, being a little bit on the inside, being a little bit outside, how has that versatility helped you as a defensive lineman, as a football player, period? Well, that the versatility that I that I displayed last year playing inside and out, it shows me how important each position is because some things we got to do on the edge to help out the inside and some things we got to do on the inside to help out the guys on the edge. And I learned how, how important it is for me to do my job because I know what I would want somebody to do for me if I was on the inside or if I was on the outside or vice versa. So I just I just learned how important each role is and, and – Falling back to the linebackers and corners. Are, are you a student of the game too? Are you a film junkie? I'd say, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And, and I ask because I've learned so much in you know being behind the benches, working the sidelines, in how important it is to relay to your coaches what you're seeing on the field because you're kind of their eyes out there. How important has that communication been between what you're seeing and then what you bring to the sideline? Yeah, it's very important because what you see on film is what you see on the field. So when you get on the sideline and coach asks you, what did you see out there? You can like, it's that same thing that we seen the other day in film. And it's easy to, you know, get things fixed and, you know, to talk to the next guy that's coming in to uh, know what to expect. Um, two more, I'll get you out of here. Can you take us through your relationship with Perion and what that, that's been like? It seems like you guys have a good chemistry with each other. No, yeah, me and Perion, we, we've came a long way as a, as, as a unit with uh, me and him. As you can see, like on the field, Earlier in our career last year in the season, we would always have to, like, you know, talk so much because, you know, just to make sure we're on the same page. But now we're on the field. We get the call. We look at each other, give each other a head nod, and we're ready to go. And, and I love that. It lets you play it lets you play faster and helps you think less. Coach, most important question, when is the next cameo coming in the Clark Stroud hype video? Is that <laughs> coming any soon? Have you worked on any boy band lyrics or anything for that? Are we good to go? Uh, well, me, when me and Clark do it, we never want to, uh, you know, tell, tell the uh, fans when we're doing it. So we just like to – Pop out with a surprise, but we got some things up our sleeves ready to go. I love it, man. Hey, congrats on the win. Good luck this weekend against Western Carolina. As always, appreciate your time. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Kennedy Brooks nearly got to the 100-yard mark, but for him, it was just good to be back. Right, we're pumped to be joined by Kennedy Brooks. First of all, Kennedy, 
How did it feel to be back and, and run through the tunnel and feel that crowd after sitting out last year? What was that moment like for you? Man, it's, it was a blessing, man. I'm, I'm very thankful to be back. I mean, I missed the game so much, like so much. I mean, it made me appreciate it more and just being out there with my teammates, playing with them. It was, it was fun. I mean, I loved it. So it's not as if you had never played football before. Right. I mean, you had a great career. But what was it like? What did it feel like that first time you got hit and that first time you felt the pads pop? Uh, I got excited, man. It was, it, was, it was different, man. I haven't got hit like that in a, in a, in a year. So, man, just getting back out there and just actually feeling contact uh, against another team, not my own, not my own teammates, man. It, it, it brought excitement to me, so it was pretty cool. Overall, in general, now that you've had a chance to look at the tape and go over everything, how do you, how do you feel about your performance? Uh, man, I could I could do a lot of things better. Uh, um, my run game, uh, I could have done um, so. I could have been more patient, been more explosive. Uh, could have finished runs better, blocked better. So, I mean, it's always things I could have done better. So, when you are you a hard critic on yourself? Like, when you go back through, are you fine tooth comb? Are you kind of hard on yourself? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm really hard on myself, man. I'm a, uh, I'm a professional, so I try to uh, try to be perfect all the time. I understand that's not realistic, but that's my goal for every game and every practice. So, so yeah. when you're going through it, it's everything, right? It's not just running, it's pass blocking. You're, you're, you're looking through your, what, what your offensive line is doing. Are you everyone or are you more focused on Kennedy? Uh, it's, it's really everyone. I mean, the more, I, the more I learn from the offense to what everybody's doing, the better it helps me. So, the better I'm able to click on tendencies on other teams, click on where they're going, who I'm getting. I mean, it just, it just helps me in the long run. As a team, have a big lead at, at halftime. Seemed like a little juice was lost in the second half. Going forward, what's the key to making sure you don't let teams back in, Kennedy? How do you keep that energy up? Uh, I mean, honestly, man, we just gotta keep we just gotta keep it going for four quarters. I mean, we just gotta we gotta come out there uh, and just play hard for four four straight quarters. No, uh, no letting out the gas, nothing like that. So, well, we, we're just gonna be focused on doing that more. That running back room got pretty tight, right? Mm -hmm. When you look around, it's you and Eric and. Uh, Jade and Todd, can you just kind of take us through how you guys have worked together in a smaller group under the guidance of Coach Murray? Oh man, he's Coach Murray been, man, he been, he he been grinding us, man. He's he's a great coach. I love him, man. He been he been working our tails off, man. We come out here, we finish every play and runs, uh, trying to tell us what we do to make people miss, uh, how we can set up blocks, how how can we uh, our footwork when we when we pick on blitz pickup. I mean everything. Man, he just we're we're a real close group, so we try to be be together and, and working on things and be perfect every day. And I can imagine it helps out a little bit whenever it's a former offensive player of the year in the yeah. NFL and a sooner legend that's helping you out. How much more credence does that lead whenever you're getting the the example, the teaching from a guy who's done it at the highest level? I mean, once you have somebody like that that done it in a high level, all you can do is just listen and just go to work I mean he he done it and he done it here literally and literally done it in NFL so I mean you if you don't listen you're stupid to him so I mean you're stupid so I, I mean, you got to listen just go to work hey uh, two more and I'll let you get out of here number one take me through Eric's Eric Gray's immersion into the room and kind of how you guys have worked together what's that relationship like oh uh, man he he taught me a lot especially in the uh, running routes and uh you know, just setting people up and just making people miss, man. He taught me a lot just watching him practice, watching him film and talking to him. Man, he taught me a lot. So I'm, I'm so happy uh, he's here. Uh, he, I mean, he's getting a lot better. I mean, he's he's learning the offense way fast, man. He's he's a smart dude, so I can't wait to see what, uh, what happens next week. And then finally, 
What is it that has made Kennedy Brooks so effective in this offense? The GT counter, it's almost built for you. <laughs> what, what is it you think that's made you such an efficient and effective runner in this system? Man, it's just the offense line, the coaching, man. They just they made my job easy. Now I just go out there and just tell, just do what they tell me to do. I mean, that's that's all it is. So they, they, they do the hard work for me. I'm just I'm just a pretty boy out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it, man. Keep grinding, KB. Thanks for your time, man. Nah, thank you. And as Oklahoma prepares for Western Carolina on Saturday night, let's go in depth on a recap of Tulane and a preview of the Catamounts. It's the Huddle Reloaded with Toby Rowland and Curtis Lofton. We were not expecting to be here today. We thought right now we would be at Yulman Stadium in New Orleans, Louisiana, but Hurricane Ida had other intentions. Just happy we're playing football at all. Just happy that our friends at Tulane University are in a position where they feel like the right thing to do is to play a football game today. Free play here, Tulane offsides, deep shot down the middle, Mitch caught it, 25 free. He'll run it right side, a la Belldozer, he's in, touchdown. Brooks up the middle, touchdown. Kennedy Brooks. Pratt fumbled the snap, it's loose, Benito's got it. It's a turnover. Snap, he'll tuck it, wants to run. Got loose, ball's loose, fumble, recovered by the Sooner. Knocked out by Isaiah Thomas. Has a tackler, has a blocker, Hazelwood makes a man miss, reaches for the pylon, touchdown. Wow. Three-man rush, hit as he throws, And it is good! Gabe Burkett from 56. Have you some of that? Right back to pass. They bring a blitz. Steps up and they got him! It's a sack! Three, two, one. Wing column Sooners. On the Sooner Sports Network. From Learfield. Breaks a tackle. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! This is the Bud Light OU Huddle, presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. The OU Huddle is also brought to you by Homeland Grocery, locally owned by our employees. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. This is the Bud Light OU Huddle. Now, here's Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on a Tuesday night. It is time for the huddle. We got two hours of nothing but Sooner football coming your way. Teddy Lehman and Coach Lincoln Riley will join us in the next hour. This hour, though, it's kind of the Lincoln Riley pregame show. And how about this? Recognize this guy? Remember the uh, All-American linebacker and the Big 12 Player of the Year? Curtis Lofton is with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, man? Man, just uh, excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Great job on the intro video, by the way, for anybody who saw it in the stadium on Saturday. I was a little bit worried that, uh, you know, I didn't get them crunk enough to go out there and play. I was crunked out of my mind. But yes. I thought they, they did a good job with it. You did, you did great. That was fun. And, you know, you've got some broadcasting uh, history, right? You did some work with the Saints. I did a lot of work with the Saints. I was a sports analyst for them for 
uh, four years where I, I broke down the game film and, you know, a lot of my buddies didn't like that. And like, oh, Curtis, you have to be so hard on us, bro. Like, don't forget, you used to play too. And I was like, yeah, but I got to tell it how I see it, man. That's right. That's right. Well, now you get to make uh, your former OU players mad at you too now. So it's great to have you. What are you doing these days? Well, I always tell everybody I, I do a little public speaking here and there. I do some radio. Um, I love my kids, love my wife, and I love golf. So I'm on the golf course quite a bit. Yeah, how's the handicap looking? Man, it depends what if I'm if I'm gambling or if I'm <laughs> I'm playing for fun. Depends on how hard that Oklahoma <laughs> wind is blowing. Most probably. definitely. Uh, the pride of Kingfisher is with us tonight. This is going to be a lot of fun. You're going to see Curtis more often this year on our Sooner Sports TV platforms. Uh, opening segment presented by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. What would you think about Saturday? 40-35 to 35 OU, closer than expected over Tulane. Uh-oh. It, it's the first game. So, for me, I, I knew there was going to be, you know, there was going to be some missed tackles. There was going to be some missed assignments. But overall, you know, in the first half, when, think, when they got into the game and settled down, they played some good football. And what the frustrating thing where I think everybody's disappointed with the Sooners is they were the number two team in the nation going into this game. Mm -hmm. And we showed flashes of that, but we got to get develop that killer instinct in the second half to where we make sure there's no doubt for anybody that, you know, the games were, were legit. And so I didn't think away. they did that. Yeah, you just got to put them away. Let's take a look at some of the highlights from Saturday season opener again was supposed to be played down in New Orleans, but obviously the uh, storm moved that, and so we ended up playing in Norman on Saturday. Uh, Tulane got out to a good start; they actually jumped in front. Two teams traded touchdowns in the first quarter. You mentioned great second quarter. Sooners able to force three turnovers in the second quarter and create some separation there. Well, like last year. The thing that we kept preaching, man, we need turnovers and we need to get interceptions. We need to get the ball back to our offense. And they did that. Yeah. But for this game, the offense didn't capitalize like they needed to. And so that was a little disappointing. But as we know, in Oklahoma, the offense is always going to be rolling. And uh, Coach Riley's going to get that ship going. And I would just like to also say, you know, for me, um, what I was most excited about, so they got the onside, which you never want. But... I think when the game was online, you know, the guys locked back in, especially on that defensive right. line, and they showed, hey, we, can, we got a, new, a number of guys that can get after the quarterback. And I really like this young secretary, secondary, and they got the stops that we needed to win the game. Man, I was just thinking, we got Teddy coming up. We got some serious linebacker firepower on the desk tonight. This is fun. Oh, Teddy, man, that's my guy, man. I learned a lot from with, Teddy. You get along with Teddy? Oh, okay? yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Teddy, man, Teddy, so when I was coming in. Don't uh, tell me he was a mentor of yours or anything. Somewhat. Okay. You know. Uh, Can't I'm, afford for his head to get any bigger. I'm, yeah, I mean, I barely had, I barely could fit on my headset. I had to shrink <laughs> it up. But, you know, Coach Venables did a great job of, you know, bringing Rocky and yeah. Teddy, and we watched a ton of films, so he wasn't, my mentor, but when I watched him on film, I saw how he played and how smart he was, how fast he was, and how he was really a student of the game. And I tried to p apply as much of that as possible to my game. How, who was your player of the game for OU on Saturday? Isaiah Thomas. Um, I think, you know, he's from Oklahoma. Sure. And when you look at the game, and for me, 
I love this kid. He I, he really came on the scene last year for me, but I actually started paying more attention to him. How he can he can bull rush you, he can speed rush you, he has a little wiggle to him, and he got a sack, uh, forced fumble, and had three solo tackles. He's exploded ever since last season. You know, uh, Alex Grinch was hyping him up to be the Big 12 Player of the Year last year. Didn't end up winning that award, but obviously a good start for him on Saturday. And ouch. He got after, boy, they got after Michael Pratt, didn't they? That kid is tough. He, you know, for me, I think everybody gets mixed up into, hey, this is Tulane. I think Tulane's going to be a solid team this year. They had some players that had great technique, and they were tough, and they were hitting. And for me, when I see a quarterback go out and play and show the heart that uh, Pratt yeah. did, it makes me want to – I wanted to go play for that guy. He was a warrior, so – you know, hats off to Tulane as well. My player of the game was uh, Marvin Mims. Uh, five catches, 117 yards, and especially in the first half. I mean, we knew Marvin was special after the year he had last year. But he came out and showed us again why this kid is one of the best wide receivers in this conference and maybe in the country. Not only can he get himself open, he can make catches in traffic like that. He's got a good run after catch. Sniffs out the pylon here and almost got there. That toe just... Touched out of bounds, but he, I think Marvin's going to have a monster year and a great start for him on Saturday. I love how he can go inside. He can run all the routes. Tough, like you said, can go up in, in between defenders and catch the ball. So I agree with you. He had an awesome game and looking for him to develop more and see what he can do this year. We're going to talk more about uh, the Sooners offensively and defensively in depth coming up in the next segment. It's time now, though, for our drive of the game presented by Pike Pass, the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Hey, Sooners, don't get passed. Get Pike Pass. Drive of the game is the first possession for Oklahoma of the second quarter. It's 14-all. Oklahoma has just forced a punt for the first time. They get the ball on their own 16-yard line. This is their opportunity for the first time this season to go take a lead, and they did it. Completed pass to Marvin Mims. You saw another one there to Mario Williams. Rattler starting to settle in a bit. He's going to scramble for a short gain, which will bring up a third and five. And again, having to check down, but he completes the pass. That's going to be just shy, I believe, of the first down. The Sooners will go for it on fourth, and they pick it up. Big run here for Kennedy. Kennedy had a nice burst in this game as well. Personal foul on Tulane will advance the ball even deeper. The Sooners would have a first and goal. Eating up clock, you see there, it took almost five minutes off the clock here. Tough run by Kennedy Brooks, takes it inside the five. Then a little rollout pass. Thought Marvin was going to get in here. Break a couple of tackles, reach for the pylon. Boy, he was so close twice to getting him a touchdown on Saturday. Spencer got folded in half on that quarterback sneak try. So the Sooners forced to go for it again on fourth down this drive, and it's Kennedy Brooks that punches it in. That's our drive of the game. The Sooners took the lead 21-14 in the second quarter, brought to you by Pike Pass. All right, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk offense, defense, look around the Big 12, around the rest of the country, peek ahead at this weekend's opponent, Western Carolina, coming up as well. We'll take our opening time out, though, here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. You're watching The Huddle. Presented by Bud Light. We'll be right back. To our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group. 
OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. He's got four career kicks of longer than 50. Driving kick has the distance, and it is good. Burkitz from deep. 51-yard bomb. It'll be a 56-yard try. This would be a career long. Burkitz unloads, boy. This would have been good from 66. <laughs> My goodness. Gabe Burkitz from 56. Have you some of that? That's halfway up the uprise, boys. It's your dream at night as a kicker, right? It's what you're hoping for. 55-yard try by Burkich has the leg, and it is good again. Game one of the year, 51, 56, and now 55 for the right-legged rocket launcher, Gabe Burkich. There's your Big 12 D uh, special teams player of the week this week, Gabe Burkich. Three field goals of 50-plus yards. Welcome back to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. You're watching the huddle. Curtis Lofton is with us tonight. Teddy Lehman and Lincoln Riley coming up in the next hour. Uh, I know, like, big, tough linebackers aren't supposed to like kickers. But, well, I, I mean, Teddy doesn't like kickers, I can tell you that. What do you think of Gabe Burkich? I love him. Well, let me, let me give you a little history. At Kingfisher... I played offense, I played defense, and I got the kick. So really? I have a found love for kickers. I wasn't as good as Soccer style or straight on? Oh, toe punch. Really? They used to bring out this, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, they had this old shoe and it had like a metal yeah. thing in the front, and I would put Flat. that on. Yes, and so I would kick. You know, it's, it's an incredible advantage when you have a guy with the length that he has and the accuracy and you know, and plus, he, you know, some kickers, I played with um, uh, Janikowski when I was with the Raiders, sure, yeah. and he had a boot, but he was a little thick. And so it's good to see an athletic kicker. So yeah. if you need to run a fake or anything like that, but if you got three kicks from over 50 yards, man, that's something special to have. Longest field goal you made at Kingfisher? Oh, man. You put me on the spot. I don't think I ever, ever made – I didn't think I ever made, made a field goal. Just all extra points? No, I was kickoff specialist. Oh, kickoff specialist. I would, okay. I would kick it down, and then I would run down and make the tackle as well. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, I was at Channel 9 when you were at Kingfisher, and every time the photographer would get back with the highlights, he'd be like, what did Curtis Lofton do tonight? Because it didn't matter what side of the ball – uh, you were making plays. That was fun. Well, let's start with your side of the ball. Let's start talking about what you saw from this Oklahoma defense on Saturday. Listen, uh, high expectations, high hopes going into this year. They gave up 35 points to Tulane, so that's disappointing. But there were some good things. There was a ton of good things. I think one of the things that really stood out to me is, and I said it earlier, we can get pressure on the quarterback from whether it's interior D linemen, outside guys, linebackers, and then – in order, you know, it goes hand in hand. So the secondary has to be able to coverage, but then the inside guys have to be able to do their thing, and they did that. 
Um, the other thing I really like was I like the how active our linebackers were. You know, they didn't really make a lot of plays, but they forced the ball where it needed to go so other guys could play. And then um, the, the things that I think left a little sour taste in people's mouths was there was a lot of missed tackles, but this is game one, and um, they'll get that uh, fixed. Do your eyes naturally uh, follow the linebackers oh, yeah. when you're watching a game? I, you know, it's like uh, I put myself in their positions, right. and I'm trying to see how are they, what are they seeing why are they taking the steps? Why are they using that technique? And I'm first of all, I'm trying to see what defense they're running. And then after that, you know, it's like, come on, let's, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, dip your shoulder, get your pads down, <laughs> take it better. Yes. <laughs> and so it, 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 you know, I told my wife, I said, I hate watching football because I know what it feels like to be a fan now because I can't do anything to, you know, help them out. It's hard to enjoy it because you want to be helping them. Yeah, I'm like, I want to be down there. Hey, I saw this. This They ran this play earlier. When they get in this formation, they flipped it the second time. So if they do it again, you see that bunch. Instead of like, Desha you know, Deshaun is it number 23. I'm yeah, Deshaun terrible. White. Deshaun White. You know, they get in a bunch formation. The back swung, and they had a little back come in on a curl. It's like as soon as you see the back, look up the curl, steal that, and go get your touchdown. I love it. You and Teddy start talking linebacker like that. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's like me talking English. I mean, yeah. it's just – you know what you're saying. Teddy knows what you're saying. The rest of us are like, what in the world is he talking about right now? So uh, what do you think about just watching from afar what Alex Grinch is doing defensively in general? I love it. I, you Why? Know, um, one, I think what a lot of coaches do, they put clamps on players. And, hey, you need to be at this spot. You need to do this. Grinch is, hey, let's play fast. You're going to make mistakes, but if you make a mistake going full speed, it's okay because other guys are coming behind you. And then I also like how he's aggressive in his play calling. He's on to add some when he feels like he needs to add pressure in. And another thing, too, that I really I, – I, I wouldn't like it if I was playing, but he, get, he keeps guys fresh and rotates a lot of guys in and gets a lot of guys playing time because towards the end of the season, if the guy gets down, goes down, you have those backups that can slide in there and there's no drop-off. I'm glad you brought that up. Oklahoma played 31 guys on defense on Saturday. That is a monster number. That's there were insane. 23 different guys on defense that made tackles. Uh, now, I don't think anybody expects that to continue all year. But no. I, I think what it says to me is they like a lot of guys. And they're kind of just, let's show, you know, early season audition to who deserves to be that. I don't know, you tell me, 20, 22 guys that are actually a part of the rotation once we get on down the line. I really feel as if, hey, you know, when, when it comes to the depth chart, um, there's one or two, you know, one or two. And some guys, there's a, there's a split between them where they both could be starters. And so what you're doing in these early games is, okay, I'm going to play him, I'm going to put him in, and you start counting middle errors and missed assignments and those types of things. And that's how you get your starters but at the same time, you still had to develop those other guys as well. You watch Saturday, you see potential that this defense could still be the great defense that we thought they could be when the year started. True? Oh, easily. I mean, to me, you, what you look for in a great defense is, hey, can we pressure the quarterback? Can our secondary hold up? Do we got good linebackers? And I've seen all that, and I think the, the thing that I, I said it earlier is, 
once you get to the second half and you're like, oh, we, you know, we're good. We can kind of, you know, coast in. But, you know, teams aren't going to lay down just because we're Oklahoma. And the guys have to understand that, like, we want to go out and punish and put our foots on their throats and not give them any, any breath. And so once they get that killer mentality, I think this defense is going to be off the charts. You talked about Isaiah Thomas, uh, your player of the game in the opening segment. I want to ask you about uh, Nick Benito. Benito had a great year last year. He's made big plays for this team. So who, was the, who was the only preseason All-American? Preseason All-American okay. um, and made some plays, recovered the first fumble of the season. Yeah. What do you see in his game? I love him. I mean, I, 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 you know, when you look at a true outside rush linebacker, that is him. You know, where he can drop in coverage but also get after the quarterback, set the edge, great with his hands. But um, I would say one of the things I really need to see from him and Isaiah Thomas is – I need you to be more vocal. I need you to be the leader. I need you to be the general on the football field. When things aren't going the way it needs to go, right. you're the ones that has to step up and make the plays. And, you know, they did that, but they need to do it in a bigger way next, next time. One more defensive question. We'll move to the other side of the ball. How about the dude in the middle? Number eight, Perry on Winfrey. Uh, seems to be wrecking havoc wherever he goes. What do you think about the big guy? <sighs> Man, I, I, you know, I love D-tackles. <laughs> they you make know, your job easy. Make my they? job so easy. <laughs> you know, I had Gerald McCoy and yeah. Demarcus Granger in front of me, and so I used to take them CeCe's Pizza every <laughs> before every game. All you, know. you can eat pizza. All you can eat. I mean, we didn't have this NIL when I, I was Gerald playing. I Gerald McCoy destroyed CeCe's. Oh, man, and I used to have a Honda Civic, so we'd be going to the <laughs> – to, and it'd just be scraping across the bottom. But Winfrey right here, you know, I love him. You can't block him single. He eats up a double team. And for being a big guy, he got a great burst, and he gets off the rock. He follows in the lines of the GKs and the and uh, Tommy Harris's and those type of players. He just has to, you know, I think there's sometimes for me he can take a playoff or two. But, you know, and got to this last series, you know, you saw him destroy those guys and really made the quarterback feel uncomfortable. Offense scored 40 points on Saturday, only three in the second half. However, let's start with the quarterback. What was your assessment of what you saw from Spencer Rattler? Rattler, Rattler, Rattler. I know you're the Heisman, you know, candidate and finalist and trying to do all this. Early on, I think he got caught up in trying to make the big play and wouldn't take what the defense was giving him. It's okay to check it down and get five, ten yards and – you know, you keep checking it down. Eventually, that deep ball's going to open up. And sometimes he had the tendency to lock in on uh, Mims yep. for me. And um, But overall, and also, I think he put the ball, it needed to be more outside, and he was throwing a little bit inside. So he needed to put the ball in positions where only his guy could get it. But, man, this guy has so much talent, has so much arm ability, and can run when needs to. And I would really like to see a little bit more of that from him run running game. it in the run game because, you know, I, I, everyone here, you know, you love Baker, you love Kyler. And I think from a defensive standpoint, that makes you a little more worried because, oh, man, we still have to keep an eye back for this guy because he could run. Jalen Hurts killed him in the run game yes. as well. Um, yeah, what, Rattler was 30 of 39 passing. I mean, that's over 75% completion. And yet I'm with you. It felt like his accuracy was just a little bit off. Maybe that's unfair expectations on our part, but some of the completions even were to the yeah. wrong shoulder, yes. it seemed like. Well, you know, I think another thing, we can be super critical because 
of the quarterback play we had in the past True. years. And so, and, you know, this guy has all the talent, has everything you need from a D1 quarterback, QB1, to be elite. And so we want him to do that. We want you to be elite. Offensive line. Um, for me, I think, so I was kind of curious if, hey, you, I thought we could line up and ran the ball down their throats. But I think early on, because I don't, is this, what combination, is this the first time this combination is played, right? Yeah. Conjol started at center and he's a transfer. So. so I think right there you have to, I think offensive line is one of the toughest um, chemistry and gelling that you have to do. And you have to work the twist and communicate and bump it out and do all those different things and slide the line. And so when you're passing the ball as much as we, we do, then... You know, you want to put those guys in situations that they're going to see in the future. And I thought the coaches did a good job of that. And I thought they did a good job. And I know from an offensive line standpoint, they want to come out and just mash guys in the run and kind of get settled down. And we didn't do that. So I thought they were a little easy. But when the game needed to go, they went and did their thing. Yeah, Oklahoma threw the ball 10 of the first 14 snaps. And one of those runs was a called pass that just resulted in a scramble. So they were pass heavy yes. out of the blocks, which is what you're speaking to. I thought it was great to see Kennedy Brooks run it as effectively as he did. You know, I thought that's what Kennedy still was, but we haven't seen him in a couple of years. And he's, he's not going to jump over guys. He's not going to do the Joe Washington spins or look as beautiful as Adrian Peterson running the ball. But he's... Smart, he's got great vision, he's got great patience, and before you know it, he's 8, 10 yards downfield. And an, another thing that people don't get credit for, he breaks a lot of tackles yeah. as well, and he has great balance. Um, for me, you know, you take a year off, it's really hard to come back and play football. Like, when I was in the NFL, and, you know, we come off, we had, pre, you know, summer ball and training camp and all that. The first preseason game, it was a little bit weird. And you have to realize, oh, I need to get my pads lower, I need to... My footwork needs to be a little better, but he came in. I didn't think he missed a beat. He looked like Kennedy Brooks of old to me. With a little, he had, It seemed like he had a little more get-up in his go, too. I want to ask you about a couple of the pass catchers. Uh, we mentioned Marvin already. Mario Williams, the true freshman, the five-star out of Florida, didn't have a huge game statistically, but we saw enough. He had a touchdown. I thought we saw enough to know this kid's going to be a lot of fun to That's watch. number four, right? Number four, yeah. Number four, I love this kid. He he has it all. He's quick. He's fast. And the, the thing that, um, you know, for me, when I was watching him play, I was like, man, he just couldn't get out that little tackle to get that They extra, kept getting him by the shoestring, yes, didn't they? Yes, the shoestring tackles. And I was like, come on, break that. And I might, look, he has a nice arm. He's going to be a weapon. He kind of reminds me a little bit of – He's a lot bigger than this guy, but Darren Sproles, who I played with, sure. and, uh, you know, we I, I think he's a great complimentary wide receiver to Mims. Don't you think they're going to use him? You know, we saw some bubble screens to him Saturday. I think they're going to jet sweep him. I think they may line him up in the backfield once. I think this is going to be a toy that Lincoln Riley finds a lot of ways to use in his offense. Well, he's a tough kid, and you, like you said, you can put him in the backfield and run, you know, you put – what is it? Empty, where people think, hey, they're on a, they're about to throw the ball, and you put them in the backfield, let them run some off tackles and toss him and all those types of things. You know, I think it's going to be great for the offense. A little Tavon Austin. Yeah, Tavon feel. Austin, yes. I know that brings definitely. back some haunting memories for Sooner <laughs> fans, but I mean, that's, you know, Tavon Austin was a wide receiver, and he, West why, Virginia killed us with him. So. He killed 
us in, at West when he was here, and he killed me when I was at the Raiders. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring <laughs> up a bad memory there. All right, we'll take a timeout. Uh, when we come back, let's take a look around the Big 12. Opening weekend of Big 12 play, very interesting. We'll look at it next. This is The Huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. You and GK in a Honda Civic. Yes. Is that what I'm to understand? Oh, yeah. Red. Crimson. Red, red, crimson Honda mm -hmm. Civic. It was, it was riding low on the way to CC's, and it was riding even lower on the way back. Man, I was like, hey, you guys, uh, you might want to just drive. <laughs> drive your cars. I'll meet you up there. Curtis Lofton with us tonight. This is The Huddle. We're at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Let's take a look at the Big 12 report presented by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Go to KincaidCoach.com for more information. All right, interesting weekend in the Big 12. It started on Friday night with Kansas getting a win. They rushed the field after they beat South Dakota, 17-14. <laughs> Take a look at some highlights from the rest of these games in a bit. West Virginia fell to Maryland. Texas looked good. Texas Tech roared back. Kansas State looked good. Iowa State always struggles early. They snuck by Northern Iowa. There's the Cowboys. They got pushed by Missouri State. TCU no problem with Duquesne. And Baylor went down to San Marcos to beat uh, Texas State. So let's take a look at uh, – I think we're going to take a look at some highlights here of some of these games. Uh, Iowa State, I don't know what the deal is. Matt Campbell's a great coach. And this is a, a good team. They may be the best challenge to OU in the Big 12 this year. They cannot get off to a good start to save their lives. And they almost did it again. They barely got by Northern Iowa. Well, I think the thing with Iowa State, they don't have those players that are home run hitters. And so they have to work in and do consistent drives. And, you know, in college football, I just don't think you can go on a 15, 20-yard drive every single time and win games. Iowa State 16-10. to 10. They get Iowa. We'll make a pick on that game coming up in a bit in the uh, battle for the Cyhawk Trophy this weekend. All eyes on Austin this weekend to see what Steve Sarkeesian's team looked like in their first game. They took on Billy Napier and the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Good ball club, Louisiana, but Curtis, I hate to say it, I think Texas looked pretty good. Texas looked really good, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, another dual-threat quarterback, and they got weapons all around him to be really good this year. Hudson Card, the quarterback. Bijan Robinson, their outstanding running back, had a couple of touchdowns, and Texas really handled it. They Not, not really uh, much of a scare in this game. 38-18 the final, Texas over Louisiana. Meanwhile, up in Stillwater, Saturday night, no Spencer Sanders. He was out. Sooner started with Missouri State a year ago. Cowboys got 
Bobby Petrino's team in the season opener this year. Shane Illingworth, 315 yards passing. That was the most of any quarterback in the conference this week. But this got scary for the Pokes late. You know, I'm not a big Petrino fan, but I was glad the Pokes handled business. Final score, 23-16, and Missouri State had a chance in the fourth quarter of that game, but the Cowboys get the win. Kansas State opened with almost a mirror image game. These are two very similar programs stylistically with what they like to do on the football field, but this was all Wildcats, 24-7 over Stanford down at Jerry World in Arlington. You know, the thing about K-State that you can expect every single year, they're going to be coached well, they're going to be disciplined, they're going to do all the right things and not beat themselves, and they played excellent this game. Deuce Vaughn, boy, this is a, a bunch of good running backs in this league this year. Deuce Vaughn went for 124 yards for the Cats. And as we mentioned on Friday night, congrats to Kansas. The Jayhawks got them a win. They beat South Dakota 17-14, to and they celebrated mightily. Thoughts on the conference this year, Curtis? I think just from watching the games this past week, I think it's going to be a solid conference, but I think the only teams that will actually challenge OU is Iowa State and Texas. Um, everyone else is, you know, in that little second, third tier. Going to be interesting to see how Texas, and we're going to talk more about that game in a bit, how they play this week. Because there's been some occasions in the last few years where they've up and got a big win, and then the next week they've had a letdown. This week they go to Arkansas on the road, no great shakes, Arkansas, but still, that'll be an interesting to see if they can take that same momentum with them. So. I'm excited about this game. You know, with all the news of the big uh, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, to really kind of set the tone for what it's going to be like when we both enter there. Um, Arkansas, they're, they're a solid team, but they're not anything special. And let's see if Texas can put two back-to-back -to -back games together. Sarkeesian is... I really like him as a coach. You know, I got to be around some of his players that mm -hmm. uh, he got to coach, and they love him and uh, would run through a wall for him, and I think he's building that same kind of uh, mentality at, at Texas. Impressed by Texas Tech. You know, that was basically a road game down at Houston. They played at uh, NRG Stadium, but it was in Houston. They fell behind 14-0 in the first quarter to Dana Holgerson's team, but dominated the game from that point on. That's a good win for Texas Tech, 38-21 down there. That's a great win. You know, I, I was laughing because um, what's the coach's name for? Uh, uh, Texas Tech? No, oh, no. Dana Holgerson? Dana Holgerson. Yeah. He was talking a lot of trash, and I said, He'll hey. He'll do that, yeah. I said, man, you can't, you can't uh, write checks that your team can't cash, you know. <laughs> so they didn't come out to play, but Tech, you know, the, that type of game with everything going on, you know, they're going to be real. Uh, disappointed in West Virginia. We didn't see their highlights. Uh, they had a nice year last year. Remember, Oklahoma and West Virginia didn't play last year. They tried twice, but COVID got in the way a couple of times. West Virginia had a nice season, and there were some high expectations. Daigie back at quarterback for them coming into this year, and maybe they'll still be good. But uh, Maryland, uh, they lost that game. That was disappointing at that. I, I, I don't. I think Maryland – is the better team. They got a lot of weapons. I think uh, isn't Tua, uh, yeah, his, brother. his brother's the quarterback there who was at Alabama, and he has a nice arm, can, very mobile. And so they have a lot of weapons and a lot of speed. All right, we'll take a timeout. This week's opponent for the Sooners, the Catamounts of Western Carolina, primetime game in the Palace. We'll talk a little OU Western Carolina coming up next on the Huddle. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by 
The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Saturday night under the lights. If you would like to watch the game, you can on pay-per-view this week. It'll be our own Chad McKee along with Chuck Long on the call Saturday night, 6 p.m. for Oklahoma and Western Carolina. Go to Soonersports.com or check with your cable provider for details. It's time to go behind enemy lines now brought to you by the Riverwind Casino. Still the one, the opponent coming up on Saturday night, the Catamounts of Western Carolina University. Coached by former Florida quarterback Kerwin Bell, who won a national championship coasting at or coaching at Valdosta State a few years back. He just took over. Their previous head coach was fired after the spring season. So Kerwin Bell has just taken over. They lost their opener in a close game last week, 31-28 to Eastern Kentucky. Rogan Wells, their quarterback, uh, knows the Kerwin Bell system. Running back, T.J. Jones was their best player a week ago. Good little running back and good out of the backfield as well. So it'll be OU in Western Carolina. I won't ask you to go into a deep dive on what you know about Western Carolina because I'm sure it's, it's not, I don't know much, so I don't know, maybe you do. But this is a week, and I'm sure you've had many of them in your playing days, where Oklahoma's playing an FCS opponent. They should win. It's not about the opponent this week. It's about Oklahoma taking care of their own business, right? What would you say they're wildcat? The catamounts. The catamounts. Yes. What is that? It's a, it's a mountain lion. It's a okay. mountain cat, catamounts. Okay, yeah. that's, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I think, like you said, this week, it's, it's really not about them. It's about what we do. It's about, let's start on the defense. You know, from this past week, we gave up, we missed some tackles, we gave up some explosive plays. Can we keep them, keep the explosive plays off? Can we tackle? Can we... Uh, get pressure on the quarterback from the defense standpoint, but from the offense, can we take care of the ball? Can we run the ball? Can we take what they give us? And it's re- like I said earlier, it's not about them, but about us. Because I remember when we had games like this, for us, it was like, hey, what can we fine-tune? And, you know, for me, I was kind of greedy. I was like, hey, I'm a- this is a stat game. <laughs> like, I want to put a- I want to get as tackles. many tackles as I get. I want to get some sacks. I want to get some picks. And I used to be mad at Coach Venables because he'd be, like, wanting to take me out in the third quarter. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm barely getting going. I want to And he's like, hey, these guys that are behind you, they practice hard too, so let's get them in. And I think it's another game where we develop um, our rotation, develop other guys that, get, that need to get in there and get some reps. What was this week or what is this week at practice like when you have a game that you won but you didn't play great last week? I would imagine it's a long week of practice for the team. No, I think this, you know, as a coach, I love it and I hate it because it makes, you know, when, when coaches are talking to players, you know, sometimes, you know, people get caught up into what the media is saying and we're this or that, we're the number two team in the nation. 
But now it's, hey, we barely won. So now the things I'm telling you, hey, run to the ball. Hey, do this, do that. It, it, it sounds, you, it, the players take it in, they're able to apply it more. Then also as a player, it's like we didn't perform the way we wanted to perform. And so it's n almost a second chance at giving an expression to the, t to the entire nation of this is who we really are. Last week, mm, not so much, but this is who we truly are. I want to put you on the spot here, but can you think of a uh, similar memory in either your OU career or in your NFL career where early in the season, maybe it was even game one, you had a disappointing performance, everybody thought, this team, and you were able to turn that into something special. I remember when my, one of my first years at the Falcons, I want to say the first year, um, we went through the whole Michael Vick situation, yeah. and they came in. It was Matt Ryan, myself, Sam Baker. They all brought us in as the young core to really take the team, and they hadn't been to playoffs in years. And we lost our first two games. And, you know, for me, I was ticked off because I'm sitting there like, you know, I'm not used to losing. You know, I was undefeated in every single game, lost one game uh, my senior year and lost five games at OU. And so, and I lose the first two games of my NFL career, and I'm like, man, what is going on? But we went on to go 11-5 and five that year and made playoffs for the first time yeah. uh, in, in Atlanta's history, and I think it was like 10 years. And so I think, you know, college is a little bit different where you can't lose those games early. But, you know, it, you know, OU fans, hey, I know we're spoiled. We're used to just blowing people out. Just calm down. Things are <laughs> going to be okay. And this team's going to be really solid for us this year. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Jump in the Honda Civic. Go to CC's. Have some Go to Rudy's. How about that? Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, over-unders and our picks for this week's game. We'll wrap it up. Lincoln Riley and Teddy Lehman right around the corner. We're at uh, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Back after this is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. How about Sooner tight end Mark Andrews getting paid this week? Big contract extension with the Baltimore Ravens. Boy, he's quickly become one of the top, I don't know, five, three, one tight ends in the NFL. Definitely number three. He's number three. three. He's up there. He's in the top three. Kittle. Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for me, great job. I, I, I didn't. I expected them to do it earlier than this because when you look at Lamar Jackson, who's this number one wide receiver that he feels comfortable throwing the ball to in any situation? It's Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews, and not only can he block, he can get open. He's a mismatch for linebackers and safeties. Great job, Ravens, and make him a Raven for the rest of his career. Hey, how would you like to be able to sync up your radio to the Sooner broadcast while you're watching your TV in the comfort of your home? You can go to SyncMyGame.com, SyncMyGame.com to find out how. All right, let's uh, let's uh, play a little over-under, and then we'll have our picks, and then we'll get out of here. Lincoln Riley coming up, Teddy Lehman as well. 
Uh, over, under, do we know how we did last week? Do we start with that? Uh, I, I think we did okay in over-unders and not very good on our picks. So combined six and two, I guess, on the over-under. There we go. Um, over-under 331 passing yards for Rattler. We picked the under and were correct. He went for 304. 250 and a half rushing yards. We picked the over. That was wrong. It was 141 for OU. One and a half total takeaways. We picked the over. That was correct. Three takeaways for the Sooners. And over under three and a half sacks, we picked the over, and that was correct. The Sooners had four sacks. So three and one record for us uh, last week. Over under questions, Curtis Lofton's going to help me with these this week. Over under four and a half sacks this week for the Sooner defense. Over. Over? Yes. Why? Well, it's uh, Western Carolina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I think that we have... You know, not only Isaiah Thomas, Nick Benito, Winfrey, I just think it's going to be a sack party at the quarterback. Yeah. I, mean, I think we're a little old. We're, we got more muscles than they do. I agree with you, and I think it could be over six and a half. I mean, it, I think it could be a really big number, and they'll play a bunch of bodies on Saturday. We'll, we'll collectively take the over. How about uh, points allowed by OU on Saturday? 7.5. Points allowed, 7.5. Gave up 35 last week, Curtis. I'm going. I'm going under. Go ahead. And the reason why I say under is because we gave up 35 points last week. So we're we're going to have a highly motivated defense. That's right. And if we're going to say we're going to give we're going to get six plus sacks, then that means the quarterback's not going to have any time. So I'm going under. I think I think you're dead on. I think it's going to be a uh, – I mean, Alex Grinch isn't happy. No. Those defensive guys aren't happy. And I think it could be a goose egg. After I said in the Grinch meeting this for the uh, Sooner Barbecue champion, champion Barbecue, how intense he was and it was – everything was great and the recruits are, after giving up 35 points, I guarantee those guys are going to come back really motivated it's, to do a good job. It's been an entertaining week. Uh, rushing yards for Oklahoma this week, over under 299 and a half. Is OU getting to 300 yards rushing? 141, I believe, last week. I'm going under on that. That's, uh, that's pretty steep, especially if we're going to put up some. I think we're going to continue to work our passing game. So That's a big number. I I'll go with you and say under. I do think that like we said about Alex Grinch, I think Bill Biedenboe is probably not real happy with how things went last week. And they're going to be determined to run the ball effectively. I think they'll also, even if this game is put away, you're going to see Jaden Doles, maybe Todd Hudson get in there. So I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't scare that number, but that's a big number. So I'll take the under as well. I haven't, I've never been a part of a game with that much rushing yards. So that's the reason why I say it's a big number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final over under for us tonight is over under 0.5 50 plus yard field goals for Burkage. In other words, will he make another 50 yarder or more this week? I'm going to say over. The, uh, another one? Yeah. I, I think, you know, Lincoln's going to give him some shots to see, hey, can he, can he do it two weeks in a row? <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I mean, I'll ride with you. I, <laughs> I want to see it, so I'm going to ride with you. I want to see it. That'd be fun if he got off to a, 
a great start like that. All right, pick them results. Last week we did not do good. Gabe Eichert sat in that seat, and we went two and three. We both picked Wisconsin and missed. We both picked Alabama. That was right. Uh, we picked Indiana. That missed. We got Texas, but uh, I talked him into the Clemson pick, and he wanted Georgia. That's my fault. I'll wear that one. So a bad start. you got to help me get uh, – Defense always wins. You got Well, you're right. Well, both of them played defense there, though. <laughs> Neither offense scored. Uh, okay, so we got to do better this week, Curtis. Uh, I'm going to ride with you. What do you got? First game is pick them this week. Oregon at Ohio State. I like the crowd is chiming in here. Ohio State. Uh-huh. I just really like their quarterback. They put up C.J. Stroud insane numbers for an offense in the opening week. Uh, I would put them up there for me as one of the complete teams that I saw last week. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to destroy Oregon. Back home, I like it. We'll take Ohio State. We're going to move a little quicker now. Iowa, Iowa State, game day is going to be there. The game is in Ames. Iowa looked good. Iowa State didn't in week one. Who do you like in week two? Iowa State, just because one of my best buddies is Seneca Wallace, and he would hate oh, really? me if I, I picked Iowa State, uh, uh, Iowa. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the sake of the Big 12, I hope you're right. Based on what we saw in week one, it's hard time believing that, but I think you're right. I think Iowa State's going to figure it out this week at home and get the win. Third game of the weekend is, I believe, Texas at Arkansas. Let's go Horns. Please don't. Come on now. Let's go Horns. I'm going to separate myself right now. Well, you know, I want, you know, I love when we get to the Red River rivalry yeah. and both teams I are feel undefeated. That. So I, feel I want way. Texas to roll and then we go and steamroll them like we always do. There you go. I will also take your Texas pick. I am not going to utter everything else that you just said. <laughs> Fourth pick, Washington at Michigan. Washington got beat by Montana. Last week. They going into the big house and winning? No. No, I agree with you. Michigan. Final pick this week, Stanford at USC. USC. I think USC's underrated. I think yes. USC's got a good squad. Keaton Slovis, I like that as well. USC. That'll be our pick. Hey, man, great working with you. Yeah. I'm looking Thanks forward for to me. seeing you it's around awesome. and working with you more this year. <laughs> Curtis Lofton, everybody. We'll take a timeout. No, that's actually it for the huddle, but stay with us. When we come back, Teddy Lehman will be sitting in that chair. It'll be time for the Lincoln Riley Show as we get set for OU in Western Carolina, 6 o'clock this Saturday night on Owen Field. Our pregame radio coverage will start for you at 4 p.m. across the Sooner Radio Network. Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.